Flap your wings, Sarah. <laughs> Flap them. Fly. <laughs> In the words of Bette Midler, you are the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> that should have been the tagline. Come on now. I don't think it's probably it's, not copyrighted. It's on the Haven playlist. It, it's the end of the Haven Spotify playlist is Bette Midler's Wind Beneath My Wings. It's incredible. And I'm not sorry about no, it. No, you shouldn't be. No, it's good. <laughs> Uh, hi, welcome to King of Thirst Podcast. My name is Abba Kelly. I'm with Sarah. Well, otherwise known as S.E. Wendell. Hello. 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 I'm so excited to talk to you today. I'm so excited to see your beautiful oh, face. I'm so excited to see your beautiful face. <laughs> I, no one else can see our beautiful I know, faces. They can't. Though. Only it's we secret. get to see each other. It's secret. <laughs> I know people are like, oh, you should record, like, you should do, like, video for the podcast. And I was like, no one gets to see this. No. This is private. That makes it a TV show, yeah, not a podcast. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what are you talking about? These these beautiful cherubic faces here are only for us. That's ours. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I require that I wear makeup more than I do for these. So I'm yeah, yeah. No. Like I, I vacuumed an hour ago. Yeah. Like, I literally had to brush my hair today. That. So like, yeah. you know, that's fine. It's Sunday. I'm not doing yeah, that. Yeah. Like the most I could do was put on my gnome sweater this morning. Oh, it's got a gnome. Oh, gnome it button. does have a gnome. Well, I wore it because y'all are going to have to take our word yeah. for it. It has a gnome. I, got, I wore it because it's, <laughs> it's got so clouds. Because it's the only thing I had that was themed. Nice. Sort of. Cute. And also these mushrooms. That is cute. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You're like a little woodland creature. Yeah, I think my mother, she, she's recently gotten really into getting me novelty sweaters that make me look like the cool kindergarten teacher. And honestly, <sighs> not the aesthetic I thought I'd have in my late 20s, but I'm not mad about it. Honestly, I wish my mom my mom would buy me that. She bought me a Hello <laughs> Kitty thing. Buy me this one. cardigan though. Like I am in my cozy writing cardigan, which my mother did. You buy do me. look like a very cool writer right now. Oh, thank you. Like a little bit disheveled, but in a stylish way. And I appreciate thank that. Thank you. I usually get sexy librarians. Yeah, that too. That <laughs> yes, too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I had to abandon that look when I started wearing contacts, uh, which is oh, the only thing. Yeah, I, was... I I can't I can't like putting finger in the eyeball what you don't like no, to touch you. the gushy no not after watching my dad like have his contacts fall out on the driveway pick it up wipe it off and put it back in his eyeball like no <laughs> what a man your father <laughs> i know just <laughs> just ugh. yeah that'll that'll like, oh, do god, it no. that'll do it <laughs> is your sight really worth it oh god <laughs> I, I wouldn't advise anybody do that i've Ooh, worn contacts for a couple yeah, years like the og contacts were like you know they're in a solution at night they have their own little case and i also the, i know. also do that and i get a lot of pleasure out of squirting the the, the juice in the little I'm like, <laughs> it's yeah it's very fun and then i get to shake them. they get to stew in their own juices overnight it's uh, it's sanitary uh-huh. Yeah. Then I stick my sure. little fingy in there in the morning. And just oh, in my gross. Yeah. Oh, no. I'll take my glasses when realize you know, every time I take them, I'm like, oh my face is too it's small for glasses. It's just my glasses. I wear glasses and my whole face just disappears. I look like a like a five year old. Like you know that little Scottish oh. boy? Uh, you know the Scottish boy with the big glasses, the really cute little one? Yeah. Yeah, I, I look like him. So like Oh dear. Yeah. 
I need glasses to take up some of my face. I, I have the big um, Teutonic German face. So got a beautiful it's, it's, face. It's good to have. Oh, thank you. I just have a lot of it. Um, so glasses really help. Yeah break it up into thirds. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I have the opposite issue where if I try to break up my face, it just goes away. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. All right. So you just had a book come out. I did. Yeah. yeah. What is it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> the thing. I know, yeah, no, but they I, don't know. I have such brain fog. Like, I just, yeah. I passed out yesterday. Oh, it's exhausting. So it's exhausting. It's I don't care how many times you do it. I don't care, like, how casually you do it. It still somehow manages to be exhausting. Yes. Because yeah. I think, like, you're so excited. Yeah. But then, like, there's so many things, little things you have to do. Yeah. And I had, a, I had, like, several to-do lists going. Yeah. And it was just a lot for my brain to keep ahead of. And honestly, the hero of the day was my phone. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was just Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Um, Discord, Twitter, uh -huh. uh, email. Mm -hmm. It's just like and you're staying up late the night before to like make like, sure it imagine. all goes upright. And then you because there's always exactly. that deep dark fear that you put the wrong file in and you need to check. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I have without fail fucked up. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> like I have I have I have before. I literally with Empire, uh somehow it managed to get through Arc Readers. Readers on Patreon, editor, me, uh, literally, a, a, like, a, not even a typo, just I couldn't do math right, first line. First line. <laughs> so the first thing in the morning, like, 6 a.m., I'm getting up, and someone's like, hey, did you know that, like, this is, I'm like, fuck! I'm, like, redoing the file, like, no one buy the paperback! Stop it! <laughs> I literally was going through, because I had, thankfully, the, the process went pretty smoothly to get the files in for this. Yeah. Because I was using the ones for Aerie. Yeah. Because everything's going to be the same. Everything's formatting. It's matchy-matchy. Mm -hmm. Which makes me happy-happy. Um, and last minute, I realized I didn't change the headers. <gasps> so it's Essie Wendell, Aerie, and then it's Haven. And I was like, oh my god, no one buy the No one buy the paperback! Oh, no! So, I mean, I don't think... It's right now. No one but, would... So I had to, like, cancel my author copies. Yeah. So they're going to be in a couple, like, I lost my spot, and I assume the, like, the line of the two printers Amazon has around the nation that actually print author copies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, oh my god, no. It's, it's, so, I, I know, I know. It, I don't have to white them, I don't have to white it out on every I also have, like, a fear that, I, that I've put in the ARC uh, oh, uh, god. file, and people are like, mm -hmm. uh, oh, like, deep dark. Deep dark. I know. Mm -hmm, I know. Mm -hmm. I delete that file as soon as I send the arcs out because I was like, I'm like, I can't. Oh, that's you know, I can't risk it. But every time, I still think I do it. Uh, so that's you know a trip down uh, author anxiety zone. This is called uh, being your entire company in every role yeah. and having to do it all yourself and hoping that your brain does it right. Because uh, <laughs> so many, to so many to do yes. lists. So many like. I just. I just constantly on my phone like i've turned off the like you want to know your weekly screen time report like oh, no i no. don't phone. oh no, no I don't. oh no i, I don't. don't it's too much i know <laughs> i'm sorry i live my entire life on my computer this i know it's bad i know it's bad mm -hmm. yeah uh for me it's always like that that feeling of i have to be ready to respond to every single thing the moment someone posts it 
um, yes. to get the most engagement. And I think that is the thing that takes up, like, that makes me the most exhausted by the end of the day is, like, feeling like I'm on call all day. Um, yes. Like, regardless of how much engagement you actually get, you have to be ready. <laughs> you have, to, you have yeah. to be able to say thank you and, like, do the thing and repost the thing and like the thing. It's a lot. It's a lot. And then, like, half the time, Instagram, because Instagram is my main um, social, is Instagram will punish you for yes. it. Yes. Yes, they don't like it when you post multiple things in a day, like, but they don't. Or just like you're too many stories yeah. or in, or the same thing. And it's just like, so you want me to be on the app all the time, but you But if I post two posts, you'll kill one. Right. Great. That's yes. awesome. And then shadow ban yes. me for two weeks, yeah. which <laughs> I'm in a shadow ban Oh, right it's now. great. Not to be. You, not to, not to, I mean, uh, be, well, Sarah, you're uh, definitely spam. Like I can, I can say yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Right? I do spam people yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. do, I do. So I'm I'm that person that sends. It was a TikTok that made its way to Instagram. Oh yes, and it's a secondhand TikTok. It. Yes, yes, yes. Because TikTok is not my generation. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. I am a younger millennial. Yeah, no, thank you. I think I'm just going. I to don't pass. do the TikTok. Thank you, thank you. No. I like I'm on there, but I don't like no. it. I I'm no. I'm not on there. I just the videos I make on Instagram are earnest. <laughs> and I that's about all I can manage. Yep. I, I'm I going do a for voiceover like and that's about it. <laughs> cool mom energy. Yes. You know? Yeah. Or cool science teacher. Yeah. Because honestly, the young people, they have the TikTok. That's great. Yeah. Love just it for me, them. Just let me have let me have my Instagram reels and my high-waisted jeans and my side part. Yeah. No one's taking my that's fucking side part from me, fam. Or, or <laughs> no. my skinny jeans. You can keep your jinkos. I'm good. Thank you. I, I yeah. did the boot cut. I did it. I did it when I was 12. I know what mm -hmm. it's like to have wet pants up to your knees. I ain't need it now. Thank mm -hmm. you. Because so, boot cut implies that you're going to wear boots. But no, I'm, I mean, like, not every time. No. 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 I'm also just... Like, Are they I'm really bootcut jeans if they don't have just, like, a circle of fabric trailing after you from where they have the no. seam has split no. from the actual body of the garment? Oh, middle school. <laughs> Good time. Mine had, like, flame stencil decals on the side that were, Ooh. like, sort of sparkly. I was in a play um called Dear Edwina when I was in fifth grade oh and mm -hmm. um I played a character named Abigail and hilariously this is what I know right um she it was like a advice show that this, were you in a play though or were you just on stage was I just monopolizing the stage I mean anyone who has yeah. listened to this podcast before it's a 50 50 chance um but it was like a play where this girl was running this like advice show out of her garage and okay. each character came up and did like saying that they're like questions or whatever right so i was abigail and i like hated my brother or something which true life so you know life imitates art i i have detected nothing fictional exactly <laughs> except i think i was in like a little school uniform so i think i was like go to went to catholic school or something i don't know what it was but uh, as an aside here <laughs> this relates to the jeans but we'll get there um one night they so they had to roll out this like movable like stage for everybody to go mm -hmm. sing on and then they'd roll it back and that that was like how you knew the thing was done well one night they started my song but they hadn't moved the stage out so the the stage manager who was one of the parents right wouldn't let me on stage and i was like 
my song is going. I need to be out there. And she was like, no, you my can't go out. My light is shining. Yeah, they literally <laughs> had the spotlight and everything. And I couldn't go out there. And finally, halfway through my song, she lets me go out. And I sing literally like the last third of the song. And then I had to like curtsy and then and then go back. Devastated. Devastated. Uh, it was humiliating. Anyway, I was in that play. And, um, oh, also, uh, this boy who was a bully in my class, his name was Kyle Kevorkian. And he made fun of me for it, so I kicked him in the butt. But. <laughs> Good. Yes. yes. Um, was the name, the name like, what, Kevorkian? Kyle mm-hmm. Kevorkian. Yeah. Quite, he was, like, platinum blonde, too. Sup, Kyle? Really? I'll fight you in a daddy's parking lot now. Don't test me. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. But. My mom gave me those jeans as like a congratulations on being in the play. So I had like that in an Ed Hardy (laughs) t-shirt. Because it was what, 2006? Something like that? Yeah. Good times. You're welcome. That was a great and relevant story. (laughs) Broadway just like, what if if that just nipped in the bud? A beautiful Broadway career. I know. But then I would have been like a theater person and I think the world would have been worse off for it. In general, you gotta love theater kids. I was friends with many of them. I was an adjacent one, not a true one. I was in drama club. I went to acting school. I I I had the same acting coach as Taylor Lautner. That's just a fun fact about me. I don't know that that. Yeah, I know. I don't know. It's not a brag. It's just something. It's just a fact. Um, when he was in Sharkboy and Lava Girl, I was in. Uh, I I was uh in acting school oh with the coach, and I remember he held up his headshot. And he was like. I taught him. You could be like him. You could be in a sharp boy and love a girl. <laughs> I was like, "You're, damn, you're right. I could be a sharp boy and love a girl. <laughs> the <laughs> pinnacle of cinema. <laughs> I mean, it, I, he obviously knew his audience. I mean, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> and his demographic. Like, I'm also, I wanted to be on Disney would be like, Fuck yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm going to be. A, oh, my God. But I, yeah. I was never like a theater kid, though. I never had the, the enthusiasm mm. for it. Never had the love. The cheese. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed going and seeing my friends in plays. Like, that was really cool. Um, and one of my best friends, on top of being in the plays, did most of the artwork yeah. for the plays. So I'm talking the whole backdrops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that's what happens when your class is 100 people. So Fair enough. The last play that I was in after that, so I, I wasn't in a play past dear Edwina until I was in my junior year of high school and uh we did Steel Magnolias um so very very small cast of all girls and we built a working hair salon on stage with like running water and everything um it was very cool uh but we hadn't because we built the set ourselves we didn't have time for an actual dress rehearsal so opening night we hadn't I hadn't practiced a quick change before, so I didn't know how much time I had to change my outfit. So I was backstage, pitch black, throwing on clothing, um, and I thought I didn't have time, so I just didn't button or zip anything. And at the and I played, mind you, I played Weezer, so I'm an old lady makeup. (laughs) I'm playing a crotchety old bat, and I walk out and like. It was the final scene, the most emotional part of the, the, the play, because obviously if you see the movie, you know that uh, the lady dies and she has a baby. And it's like the last part of them reckoning with their grief. Um, and uh, at one point, the one of the other characters grabs me by the shoulders and has to shake me. And they shook me so hard 
my clothes fell off. <laughs> because I'm wearing like nylons underneath for all the various and a romance you know. author was born. And so I left the theater forever. <laughs> Still one of the funniest things that ever happened to me though. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah, man, it's good times. I would die. Yeah. I mean, it was just what it was. You know, what I did was to keep my pants from falling down, I sat down very quickly on the stage. <laughs> and afterwards the, the director was like, Okay, I have some notes for you. And I was like, no, 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 no. You need to know what was going on. And he was like, what? And I was like, my clothes were falling off. And he was like, noted, we're moving on. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Thank you very much. I know that I missed like all of my lines, but like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Anyway. Like, what, what, what more do you want from me? I didn't moon anyone. It was either that or be naked. So. Yeah. And you know, that's just going to get, even mid 2000s, that would just get shut down very, very quickly. It would have gone on Vine or something. Who knows? Yes. Um, well, and then too you probably would have gotten to wear the like shirt of shame that girls get to wear when their clothes come off or in or inappropriate. Yeah, I mean, so. to be to be fair to the school I went to, we didn't have that. <laughs> anyway, all right. We need to talk about your books cuz we have a lot to talk oh, yeah. about. I know. I know it's hard. I know. But we have a lot to talk about because I binged your books over the course of 2 days. Oh my goodness. And your poor eyeballs. Yeah, I'm a little tired. I'm a little I'm a little tired. <laughs> Yeah. But it's fine. It's fine. I made. The... I don't think I've read both my books in two I, days. I made the choice, and and I know what happens. That's true. <laughs> um, but it, I mean, good books. I read them. Thank yeah. you. Spoilers. I, I liked them. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Oh, good. This isn't a. This isn't going to be a roast. No. Yay! No. <laughs> the only people I roast are James Cameron and Gene M. All of Clan of the Cave Bear mm. fame. Because I have some My mom loves thoughts. those books. <laughs> I have some fucking thoughts about those books. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. You can listen to the Clan of the K-Bear episode, which is a, quite the ride. Oh, dear. Um, oh, those books. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And I thought my books were long. Yeah, right. Well, also, like, I went to a used bookstore recently up in Sacramento, and um, I uh, was annoyed to learn that they did not have a romance novel section. They did have a section for barbecuing. They did have a section for um, local mining history, which I don't begrudge that necessarily. Honestly, all of that does check yeah, out. Yeah, right? Yeah, very <laughs> Sacramento. Sacramento. Um, but... <laughs> the culture is not here. <laughs> no romance section. And when I asked if they had romance novels, they were like, oh yeah, we, you know, they're just mixed into fiction. And I look and I counted five and one of the but they but they did have but of course they did have all of the clan of the cave bear books so of course they yeah. did anyway of course they did. yeah it's fine it's fine i'm not bitter <laughs> it's fine everything's fine. honestly that's sacramento for you yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh it's a, it, i feel like there's gotta be a lot of sacramento talk uh yeah <laughs> because I, I, we have a really shitty basketball team so we can't have anything nice anywhere in any other genre no, thing no there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh a lot of very particular um uh sacramento flavors uh and that mm -hmm. i don't get to share with very many people so it is exciting to talk to somebody who's from the area uh, which i think like isn't that we will talk about how shitty i-80 is for, yes um oh my god are they gonna be fucking done with it at any point no, it's been like 20 years they're never gonna finish it um no <laughs> but I, I i will say one of the reasons i think we started talking right was because you yes. read <laughs> fragile beings and you were like holy shit this is in sacramento <laughs> i know what I 
know what this looks like. Which no one ever picks up. Uh, there, <laughs> I, I just, the towns around Sacramento are beautiful. <laughs> no one lives in Sacramento if they don't have no to. No one admits that they live in Sacramento. <laughs> no, everyone lives in like, if you can get the fuck out to like Granite Bay. Yeah. Oh, 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 Granite Bay, made. Roseville, come on. Bougie. <laughs> Those where the malls are. Lewis. Those are where the malls are that you won't get shot yeah, at. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, it's true. <laughs> Um, like you don't have to dodge bullets to go to Sephora. To go to the fucking Galleria. <laughs> Come on. Mm. No one likes the Galleria. Love it. Um, <laughs> so much better than Arden. <laughs> I said what I said. It's true. It is better than Arden, but the Galleria yeah. still isn't great. <laughs> yeah, but you don't get shot at that's, that's all. That's true. <laughs> but, hey, Arden Mall does have a, uh, a, a, a what is it, the Dippin' Dots uh, vending machine. So... Oh. But it doesn't have a carousel. Wait, which is the one that in the mid two thousands they almost had to they shut down because a flash mob almost collapsed the floor of the food court. I think that might have been Galleria. I think. That... I feel like, but that really feels like something that would happen. At it does. It does. But why would they do a flash mob at Arden Mall? Why do they do anything at Arden True Mall? True enough. True enough. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know because right, and there used to be the Sunrise Mall, which just never. No. It was a sunrise and a sunset. Yes, yeah, long set. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. A lot of metaphors in there. Um, I don't know. I feel like the Galleria that wouldn't happen at the Galleria. It wouldn't happen at the Galleria. But all the teenagers <laughs> were going to the Galleria, so the teenagers were doing the flash mobs. So, no, oh, that's true. This no, we did. We were teens in in the golden age. The golden age is the flash mobs. mob. Yes, which my God, we shan't ever bring back. Bring back no. the Jinkos. Give the drama kids something else to do. Now they're all on TikTok now doing RPs and stuff. It's fine. Um they're all they're all in their, their bathrooms giving opinions to their phones. It's 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 yes. fine. Uh <laughs> Anyway, we have to talk about your books, Sarah. We give our opinions to podcasts like real classic people. And we people. do it for free. <laughs> exactly. No one's paying me. No sponsorships here. No. Um, okay. All right. <laughs> Brought to you by the Roseville Galleria. <laughs> um, I, Twist. Okay. All right. We need to talk about your wingy boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you wingy boys. I did. <laughs> and, your, and your night ladies. Um, and we need to talk about... I want... Okay. Here's where I want to start this. Sure. So first of all, this is a duology. So it starts with Aerie yes. and then it's Haven. Um, yes. And uh, they are high fantasy. Uh, yes. yes. Epic high fantasy. Very like Lord of the Rings, Sarah J. Moss. Yes. yes. In that vein. A journey. Yes. A journey. Um, yes. But I always wonder because I I'm very intimidated by high fantasy um, because like I as both a reader and a writer, I yes. find high fantasy like, like what made you think to yourself? Yes, I can definitely create an entire world from the ground up where I have to explain literally everything. This sounds mm -hmm. good. This sounds like fun. No problems here. And also, I need to do a story in it. What made you think mm -hmm. you were going to do? Like, I, see, I hear that and I go, no, 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 never. <laughs> I think part of it is that I like playing God. Okay, uh, fair enough. Fair uh, enough. Yeah. yeah. Real power trip. Yeah. Um, B, 
I really do think it's partly being an only child, um, <laughs> at least in my experience. I had to entertain myself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm the product of two homebodies as well. Um, none of my cousins lived close to me, mm -hmm. so I was just, like, on my own a lot. So I just entertained myself with worlds. Mm -hmm. And there is something in a high fantasy novel that, like, I challenge anyone to not kind of be on the foundation that, like, Tolkien yeah. and Ursula K. Le Guin laid. Thank and you. And I include Le Guin Thank because Le Guin yes. is the mother of fantasy. Yes. And you're I will... right and you should say it. Yes. Like, and she's also a better writer. <laughs> God, Sarah, you're right. You're right. I know. Let's hand up She's an amazing writer. Are you kidding me? Like Ursula K. Le Guin is amazing, and like <laughs> I can feel, I can feel the rage of all of oh the my Tolkien God. fanboys building. But she's a better writer. She's a better writer. <laughs> she is. Um, and also, <laughs> you can cut this if you want. But <laughs> my favorite Tolkien fact is that he wrote the W section in the dictionary. <laughs> that tracks. That tracks. Yeah. Because he's, you know, unsurprising to anyone, he was a early English, like, Anglo history professor. Yeah. Very interested. You hear it in the names, in his place names. And a lot of our W words come from the Anglo-Saxon people who came over and took over Britain. Um, and so he wrote the W section of yeah. the dictionary when they approached him because they were like, we need an expert in Ws. Yeah. <laughs> we know just the man. <laughs> Hey, who's that? Who's that guy who writes about the what is it? The the wells? Elves? Oh, I'm sure there's a W in there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, I well, I, I was at, you know I think about that a lot. I think about how Tolkien is kind of the standard for mm -hmm. Western fantasy. Um, yes, very. And much. how. So many people think that they are doing fantasy wrong if they don't fit the mold exactly right, mm -hmm. thinking that they need to make all of these languages, that they need to do all yeah. this stuff, that they need to, like, fit this, this uh, you know, they need to fill out this list of things that he wrote down and they need to check everything off. And that's how you make good fantasy, when really how you make good fantasy is you write about the things that you find interesting, which is exactly what he yes. did. He wrote about his hyperfixation, which was uh, it, what the the history of the British Isles and languages. Like that was Pretty it. Pretty much. The hobbits are the British. Yeah. Like they're, they're polite and they have like second, like their, their breakfasts are huge. Yeah. Like it's, they're, they're the British. Yeah. Don't even get me started. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they're judgy uh, as hell. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. And that, that's it. Yeah. So I, you know, and so when I was reading uh, your books, what I was thinking was not that this felt like prescriptive fantasy that you were trying to fit into a mold created by Tolkien. It felt much more like you had your very specific interests and you doubled down mm -hmm. on them to make the world, which is why they work um, and why you. the world yes. feels very grounded. Um, mm -hmm. Because like, I feel like if you're, if you're trying to force yourself to write about things you're not interested in, inherent, that's going to yes. come across. Yes, like I... <laughs> So, Airy, the first book of the duology, actually started as my graduate thesis mm -hmm. <clears throat> to the incredible annoyance of all the faculty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're like, oh no. <laughs> we thought One of we those. had a year to convince you not to do this and you're doing it anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to write something I don't want to write. Yep. Um, and so, while everyone was, you know, doing their research on like 
intersectional topics Mm -hmm. and immigration into the United States and like the trans movement and all these, you know, very worthwhile things to be writing about and researching. I was researching horse armor and having a great time doing it. Would they have been more (laughs) on board if it had been just straight up like historical fiction? You think? Or even that, do you think would have been stretching it too far? I think maybe, like, they weren't not on board. They were just like, oh. One of those. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> like, how good can this? It's and genre. I think that's, yeah. Genre. And and luckily, though, my chair, she's wonderful. Her name's Jacinda Townsend. She's a wonderful writer in her own right. Um, full of amazing advice. She's a surrealist. Um, so very much in the same vein as, like, um angela carter and um octavia butler i always get octavia butler and octavia spencer mixed up even though they're very different <laughs> yes. people i don't know but i just like i see octavia spencer and i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. but no it's octavia butler um so surrealist and i feel like surrealism is like slowly making its way into literary fiction mm-hmm. um because there's only so many depressing daddy issue topics you can Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and so because it started as my thesis like I didn't really have to worry about I knew how to do a fantasy novel already Aerie was not the first it was not my first fantasy rodeo um I just wanted help with the writing um which I think I got I'm very proud of that book I love the hell out of that book it's also very slow I know some people get a little bit like this is not a normal fantasy romance like you are correct um they do not bone (laughs) until a decent way into that book um because I feel like a more traditional romance would kind of have the problem that Aries sets up where we do have this very um unequal power dynamic Mm. between the female and male lead not in the way that most romances do it where the male has more power um but that still to me doesn't just because a woman has more power doesn't to me mean we can now like circumvent the fact that yeah these are weird power dynamics um they both have so much baggage um (laughs) yeah that they do so much baggage that they need to unpack so much trauma back to that my friend (laughs) Yes, they need pack horses of saddlebags yes, of drama. To carry all of yes. the traumas. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like Aerie's a bit different in that, in that it is slower. It is sort of like a literary fiction in that way. So it well, was kind of a fun I, fun way to blend it. I, You know what I felt when I was reading it? I, I, And also this has come from the perspective of, you know, I had... Uh, haven on my phone (laughs) right like I had immediately I knew that I was going to jump to the next one but when I was reading it I was like okay she is she's kind of moving the beats she's making this much much more slow burn whereas like generally the beats are you know by 25 percent we know for a fact that they are going to get together usually by 50 Mm percent they are together 65 percent they bone uh and then you know 70 percent bleak beat and then you know 100% 100% they get back together everything's fine at least yes. for now um but you yes. you obviously shifted that and I and I didn't have a problem with you shifting it 
because it felt very natural and it felt very much like you had so much story that you needed to unpack here and so much character you took infinite care with each character's story um thank you you're welcome but what i felt like i was like okay this is the first half of the book the second Mm -hmm. half is haven so if you look at it with both of them together the beats actually do match up Mm-hmm. So it's it's not you know mm-hmm. it, it it you can look at them separately and and say that you know you push them but like all together actually it, you know if you read them all at once you're gonna be tired like me but <laughs> it's a lot of pages. but it doesn't you know it it does actually work in that sense the pacing the pacing makes sense oh thank you you're welcome I didn't even plan that I just kind of did it because <laughs> they were written so far apart <laughs> well yeah but I th- you know you had the story though you were working unconsciously yes. you knew how it was going to end so I think you know you were hitting the beats just in the long form right yeah in the extended director's cut form yes. yeah yeah and there's oh, yes. nothing wrong with that people love extended director's cuts speaking of but Lord of the I Rings I do I don't watch the original Avatar without the extended 16 minutes <laughs> I know. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> what do you want? Do you want to talk about Avatar? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the second movie yet. I'm terrible. I'm a terrible person. So did you, did, you, okay. Well, don't listen to, um, don't listen to my episode on it until afterwards. Okay. Cause it's major Good. spoilies, yes. but, um, I did go see it in 4DX. Oh my goodness. Do you know about 4DX? It sounds like something that will rupture the blood vessels in your eyeballs. <laughs> You're not wrong. I almost oh. choked to death um, because I dared to try and eat a hot dog while sitting in one of the chairs. Oh, God. Um, and you get wet. You get slapped. You get punched. You get jerked around. You get rumbled. You get a wet noodle slap in between your legs. Um, and you get misted uh, by, by like, like the smoke misters as well. And also flashes. Um, it is for three and a half hours. It is like being on a constant roller coaster ride. And um, when somebody gets punched, you get punched. When bullets... The chair does all yes. this? Are you describing a bad day? No, no, no. no it, was a, it was a good day for me. But uh, yeah, no, it's just a chair. It's just a chair. And there are two little holes wow. right next to your ears that every time um, every time a like bullet whizzes by, it goes... Like a blast of air right in your ear. Oh my Listen, god, I'm so jumpy. I couldn't do Sarah, that. I like it's the only way to see the film. You have to do but, it. But I'm I'm, I'm Sarah, so jumpy. Sarah, here's what I'm, I'm telling so jumpy. you. Okay, here's what I need to warn you about. There is an hour in the middle of the movie that is just whale lore. So if you want <laughs> to not feel like your brain is gonna pour out of your ears by hour two, you need some stimulation. <laughs> report back <laughs> don't get a beverage don't i cannot stress this don't enough get a beverage. don't get a beverage <laughs> i was very grateful to come across an article that gave you all of the time slots no of when it is appropriate sarah, to no go no to the no don't mistake me <laughs> but... this is not about pissies sarah this is about <laughs> you will not be able to drink it and in fact you're will be covered by your drink by the end of it oh uh, that's true i had to put mine that's on the true. floor <laughs> anyway <laughs> But yes, I do. I do oh have goodness. Navigail here. <laughs> I love it. That's such a fun. She, I love she it. She has freckles. You can't see. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, anyway, I need a beauty. That's blogger. a really cool one. Yes, I got her at Disney Doing World. Mid two thousands. Here's the product. Yeah, here's the product. <laughs> beauty blog. It's Navigail. She's she's got. I chose Very her feathers. Nice. 
And they took a picture so of my cool. face and put, and then they made her based on my face. That's awesome. Yes. I love Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I love it. Her, her hands are kind of perpetually in the jerk-off motion, though, which I kind of wish they were. Oh, dear. Yeah. And hey, she's got great boobs. She too. does have good ditties. I know. It's, I'm impressed. Thank you. She's, she's great. I love her. Um, I hate, hate James Cameron for what he's done to me and uh, the films. <laughs> I love her. Um, it could anyway. be worse. He could he could be George Lucas. <laughs> so oh, I'm so, so I'm so you after you see the movie, you should listen to the episode because <laughs> I had some things to say. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, um, Ari, what, what was I talking I had something about? about uh, extended edition, extended cuts. Yes, extended edition. Yes, yes, yes. Because that extra sixteen minutes. It's important. Of the extended version of Avatar. Mostly has Sigourney Weaver. So, like, of course, yeah. it's better. Yeah. Like, inherently. Yeah. So. Yeah. Don't worry. She is in the second one, too. You don't have to. <gasps> Thank God. Yeah. Ah! She really carries the movie. Well, let's see what you think after after the end of the film. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> It was interesting what they did. No! <laughs> yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> um, but, yeah, I do think that, like, that your books, while they are quite long, and to some yes. people that is, you know, a tough sell, I couldn't help but think of Vela Roth when I was reading your books, right? Mm -hmm. And we love Vela. We love Vela. Oh, we love her so much. We love Vela. She's one of the sweetest people alive. She's incredibly talented. Her books are amazing. And she writes such ridiculously dense, complex, propulsive mm -hmm. prose that, like, it doesn't feel like you are reading a book that is 700 pages long, and then you're going to careen into the next one, which is also 700 pages long, and you're going to go to the next one, which is same exact length. Um, and it, 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 I think it takes an extraordinary amount of talent and care to make that Ooh. To, to make that happen and make that work, because it is so much easier to, to write prose and then be like... Yeah, I guess we'll just keep filling in the gaps here. People want this, right? Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, you've wrote, written like 25,000 words of just nothing. Nothing. Definitely not from personal experience. Uh, oh, shush. We all love your 25,000 words of nothing. It's like a sitcom. You just want to sit down oh. and watch your weird magical dragon people fall in love with oh. sentient lightning bolts. Sarah, the, first, the very first draft of Consort's Glory was 700 pages long. It you. was YA. It was, um, yeah, yeah. That is, I'm glad we are no longer there because that would have just been a travesty. Yeah, it was a long haul. It was a long haul. But I had, it's my very first, like, full-length book I'd ever written as an adult. Like, I wrote some books and stuff when I was a teenager. But, like, this uh -huh. is my very first one. Oh, we all have we all have the angst books. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. In our files My, my Twilight fanfic. Uh, mm -hmm, both, mm -hmm. both actual fan fiction and not f intentional fan fiction but definitely fan fiction um no it's totally different it's totally different i don't know anything about cars but i think all of the characters need cars <laughs> but uh no the original version had literally 100 pages in the middle which after i cut them out all i needed to do to stitch the two halves together was to change the chapter headings they're absolutely no bearing on anything so, listen. Yeah, listen. No, I understand. I wrote the first probably 40 pages of Aerie 
And there was a second squire. There was two squires. No. Squires. Yes. No. Alex cannot share yes. that much attention. <laughs> I know. And and really, I think it was because, you know, you're, the first 40 pages you ha- are just like a, the side characters aren't necessarily speaking to you yet. Yeah. You you know your main characters. Um, and it was more of like a, he was a slightly older teenage boy mm. who was a much more like... Of course, this is her squire because, you know, he's from an upper middle class sort of thing, like juxtaposing with the scrappy little pickpocket. Our scrappy little queer sass queen. Um, And then I was like, nah. Yeah. (laughs) Why do I need a a, a cishet white boy wet blanket (laughs) to tamp down the the fire that is Alex? I can see why it would have been a fun dynamic to explore and like you know have that character change and stuff in the scope of the entire book i think it it would have added like 100 pages that although fun wouldn't have been yes. necessary and it would have been like one more person to inhabit this f- four and sometimes a fifth person book yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it, uh... you don't need that you don't need that no and and when your book is only four people big um yeah, it really real, that's 20% more. Exactly. So. Exactly. And I mean we get a lot of introspection and we get a lot of like the first 60% of of Ari is entirely about building up these characters and this arc of yes. of them changing and the things that have happened to them and uh how they could possibly get together. Um which, you know, because you really, you really put in the work here. Now, to set up for, oh, for the listeners you. who have not read the books yet. Um, yes. Or if you have, then this is a recap. But um, basically, is it Lena or Lena? I've been saying oh, Lena God, in my you... head. <laughs> it's Lena. Lena. Oh, well, I was wrong on both counts. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> well, how I, I draw myself. So her full name is Madalena. Yeah, Madalena. <laughs> so, yes, with Lena. two D's. <laughs> yeah, it's um, totally fine. So, <laughs> Uh, Lena is a disgraced knight and she is, has been sent as a punishment for, um, basically doing what was right and, uh, picking the wrong fight with, with a very, very influential man, um, and cutting off his hand. (laughs) We love, we love her. Um, she, uh, she gets sent to this. She's not sorry for cutting off his hand. Not at all. She's sorry sorry that, um, she got punished for it. Yeah, she's sorry (laughs) that people were dicks about it. Um, yeah. (laughs) But she gets... And she's sorry it wasn't his dick. That too. <laughs> that well, Alex off. certainly is. Um, yes. <laughs> so she's sent to this post, which is this remote prison. It's this crumbling castle up in the mountains. No one wants to be there. It is literally known as the place where the king sends knights who have been disgraced. So just the fact that she has yes. been sent there is enough to tell everybody who knows her or who meets her that she is trash. Um because it's almost worse being Which is a disgrace. Not where night. she comes. Yeah. No, because she's she comes from good stock, right? Her parents are very yes. influential and very respected knights. Um, they yes. run a school. Her mom is a lot. Also, <laughs> reading oh, Margot's name, like I was like, oh, we yes. both have Margot's, and then I went, oh no, <laughs> oh no, oh, no. Um, <laughs> her mom, like her parents, love her, but they are much more in their own ways. Yeah, yes. they're but they're much more concerned with themselves and how they can use yes. her for their benefit, however unconsciously, than they are with what's actually good for her and what she wants and what she needs. Yes. Um, anyway, she's sent here. 
the prison yes. guards one person. It holds one person, and the person is this uh, uh, avian who is a he's a he's a bird man. <laughs> he's, yes, he's a bird. He's our broody bird boy. He's a bro- broody yes. bird, bird boy. He's been there for ten years. Yep. He's beautiful. Yes, and he's beautiful, and he is torturous, yep. uh, literally and figuratively. <laughs> And he's broody. And he reads sad poetry. He does. He does read a lot of sad poetry. Um, he does read sad and poetry. And he spends his days translating stuff uh, against his mm-hmm. will. Um, but he mm-hmm. is... In a, in, a, in a shirt with a very low-cut... Yes, a flowy... Uh, 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 linen-y yes, shirt very... that's always unbuttoned yes. down to, like, mid-chest. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's very important detail. It's very, very important. <laughs> very important. Um muffle muff must must hair yes uh, must blonde curls yeah. and you know i think a lot of people in, in fantasy heroes they think of like sjm's reese mm-hmm. you know like the the dark hair the purpley dark eyes I've never, I've never you know tan tall dark and handsome basically yeah. they can't be um Kristoff from frozen who is <laughs> my time yeah man <laughs> so, yeah i just know he's blonde and so is he's the human blonde prince. and, and i realized that very late i'm like oh my god they're both a names and blonde <laughs> my god sarah what have you done yeah well <laughs> made my types i mean so. a name but also mostly he goes by bell he does yes he is yes. he is he's both bell and the beast in the tower yes he is <laughs> he is all of it and lena's just there for the ride yes <laughs> and she becomes his new warden as as her yes. new assignment is to is to uh basically just make sure that he doesn't do anything shifty while he's up there doing this work that he's being forced to do um and yes. to torture him routinely to make sure he can't leave uh which is terrible yes. um it's terrible i mean she wouldn't have to if he would stop break unbreaking his wing but gosh darn it yeah he <laughs> just, needs if he could just deal with it. thinking that one of his limbs shouldn't be broken yeah, <laughs> fucked up man um what's his I, deal yeah, i know <laughs> um and and that and that's it for the first you know 70 percent of the book it's all this this like um really this byplay between the two of them and of course mm-hmm. Alex who's this like spunky little little squire who you know is not there to be a squire she's just ride or die for for Lena um that and the meals yeah that and the meals <laughs> and the and the nice clothes and the nice bed and that's it uh-huh. and then there's Paul who is uh, everything to me um yes I love Paul he's he's amazing um he's a, he's the cook he is Belle's only friend he is deaf um and he he kicks ass uh love him very much extremely calm yes i love paul i love um, him he's the he's, he's the nicest character in the whole book yeah he is yeah. <laughs> love him um he does everything to help bell that he can't um it's, it's good uh but the with those stakes here being that this this yes. this character bell has been locked away in this crumbling castle since he was like what was it 16 something like that like he was six yeah 16 16. um and that entire time he's been tortured he's been abused he he also has to just live with the fact that the only way he can survive is by um technically betraying his people who are at war with the humans um and who at the same time the king of those people who is his cousin he knows hates him and wishes he were dead um but he still does everything he can to quietly resist and he sabotages yes. the translations that he makes and stuff um and but he also is is very ashamed of his existence and of 
the way he's been forced to live and the things that he's done and and the fact that he survived he feels a lot of survivor survivor's guilt so on that end we have that and then we have lena yes <laughs> who and so we can't just say now fuck. yeah we can't just say so... and now he's obsessed with her and, he, and then he wants to bang yeah. her, right like that's not there right was, like no, no he's not he hasn't been touched in like yeah. anything but violence for 10 years he has no reason to believe that she is not going to make his life a living hell even after she starts you know being nice to him because she's a good person um right and and you also then have to navigate like you said the power dynamics of okay once they both have admitted to themselves that this is what they want on top of that lena knows that he's her prisoner and even if mm-hmm. she doesn't feel like he's her prisoner and she has given him full rights to basically do whatever he wants and has even tacitly kind of told him that, like, hey, once my tenure here is done, whatever happens, happens, and I'm not responsible for it. Wink. Um, but, you know, that's not the same thing as not officially being, you know, his jailer. Yeah. Yeah. But... She, what I really liked was that stretch there where you had it where she makes it his choice. It has to be his choice. Everything that happens has to come from him. And she doesn't mm-hmm. take his kind of waffling as rejection. Uh, she mm-hmm. never goes like, oh, must mean he doesn't want me. She goes, okay. Okay. That's fine. I'm like, it, 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 on top yeah. of like, she's like, I know. I mean, why wouldn't you? Want yeah, me? yeah, it's fine. I'm, like, I, you'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, you'll, you, you know, <laughs> you'll figure, you'll it, figure out. it out. I'm, <laughs> but, I'm incredible. Yeah. Yes. We, we, we love me. Yeah. She's like, have you seen my warrior's body? It is incredible. Yes. <laughs> have you seen my breastplate? Um, yes. <laughs> you see me atop my horse. He has, and he likes it's it. It's very tall. Yes. <laughs> He's incredibly aroused by your power, Leia. He loves yeah, a strong woman. He is a simp for a strong woman. Yeah. Yes, he simps all over that. Um, yeah, and I really, I really wanted to with their dynamic. Um, it was in the back of my head, sort of a roundabout comment. I think on in this type of novel, you would expect it to be mm-hmm. the other way around. You would expect the man to a be the knight and b have the like prison warden like it's all over the romance genre and i'm not hating on it like i get it um so it was fun to play with that Mm -hmm. but then it was just you know because i think i said before like just because it's the woman in that position of power doesn't suddenly make it okay yeah um on top of like it really was a comment on kind of the the good rape yeah (laughs) Um, that that trope that's all over our mom's um, bodice ripper, <laughs> yeah. late nineties two thousands romance novels, which again like, I'll do this thing for you, me in this man position of power. Yeah. If you know, usually I get the virginity sort of thing, yeah. and it was really a comment on that that like, ew. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, you mm. you so carefully navigate the idea of consent between the two of them. Um, mm-hmm. and Lena is also very aware that he's very inexperienced and she is not she's had many relationships she's had many casual relationships she's had a more serious relationship with um with the the crown prince that went mm-hmm. kind of disastrously wrong as we discover um and Hoomst is still very into her unfortunately the prince also has a type <laughs> yeah, the prince definitely, definitely, definitely into mm. it. Uh, and yeah. I, I expected when he did appear, I expected to hate him. And I didn't because he's just a, he's kind of a good dude. But 
Yeah, he's a golden retriever. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> um, but what I I was I was thinking about this earlier, and there's a line. I don't know if you watched The Hundred. Do you ever watch that show? I haven't. Okay. No, I've, I've I have friends who love that show, so I do know about it's it. It's worth watching for the first three seasons, then stop. Um, the first episode is atrocious. It's they try to make it seem like it's a it's a teenage, you know, like. It was on the thing. CW. So. After that, it goes full Lord of the Flies. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, but there is a there is a relationship between the main character Clark um, and this this man uh, or this young man who his name is Finn. And at first, he's like perfect. He's he's you know. He's, he's the guy, right? Um, and then it, he kind of slowly begins to unravel as the stakes get higher and higher and higher. And you realize that he had a relationship with somebody, you know, previously that he never disclosed. That's not done. Um, and then you find out also that, like, he, on a rescue mission, what he thinks is a rescue mission to save Clark, he ends up just completely obliterating an entire town of civilians. Um, mm. And totally unconscionable. She's like, I can't be with you and there's a line that always sticks out to me when i when i think of this kind of stuff and she says um he's begging her to to stay with him and she Mm -hmm. says um i can forgive a coward but i can't love one Mm -hmm. and that was what i was thinking of when i when lena really starts to unpack what wrongs have been done to her and that primarily is that everyone around her is too afraid to stand up for her or to ever fight for her, even in subtle ways, even to just give her information that she needs to survive in their world. They don't do that. Mm -hmm. He never does it. He's in love with her. He wants to be with her to the point where she was considered a threat and Mm -hmm. had to be removed so that he wouldn't try to marry her, which she doesn't even think about because she was so uninterested in marrying him. (laughs) She's like, it's not going to happen. She never considered it. (laughs) That's why she's, she basically is uh, strung up on these charges. Um, but uh, this idea of 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 Lena, like she she can't forgive anybody in her life once she realizes what all of them have done, including this man who is a good man. He's a good man. Mm-hmm. He's fine. But he couldn't fight for her because he was a coward. Mm-hmm. You know who did fight for her, though? Alex. <laughs> uh, well, yes, Alex, that too. Yes, 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 of course. Alex. Alex but also Belle. <laughs> but yeah, but Belle. But yes. Belle was willing to like fight his his trauma to be with her. He's willing to fight the fact that they are enemies, their people are enemies, that he's willing mm-hmm. to put the past behind them. He's willing to do whatever she needs him to do um, to be with her and to make sure that she survives to the point where he's willing to even let her go. Um, yes. So... Anyway, that is that is airy. Okay? Yes, that is book 1. That is book 1. That's a lot. It's a lot and it does like I definitely finish airy on a It's not a I know some cuz some people are so traumatized by cliffhangers yeah. and like it's personally I don't really like them either. It's a it's a it's Thank you. It's a shallow burr. Yeah, it's, it's not a cliff. <laughs> it's not a cliffhanger. There's no immediate peril at the end no you don't think anybody is dead no they ride off into the sunrise it's a it's a happily for now (laughs) yes yes some people were very triggered and to be fair this book airy came out the very late 2020 Mm -hmm. and it's haven came out three days ago early 2023 yeah (laughs) so it was a wait for people Mm -hmm. and and i was so um a apologetic, <laughs> be appreciative of people who, 
came along for this ride yeah. like still really like the book we're really looking forward to it um like haven happened yeah. not because of me it was because of readers yeah. who enjoyed Ari and said mm, where is the nice book well i mean <laughs> it's it's not it, it's one thing for me to like write a you know 40,000 word novella about two idiots falling in love in you know uh in Michigan which is basically what I'm writing right now right it sounds delightful it's it's very fun but it's very it, the the actual like emotional and 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 like time investment in that is a lot lower than say asking you to write the sequel to a book that was so much work and so much effort and and so much emotional investment and then you write a sequel that is like like twice the length, like it's not twice the length. It's it's it's, it's, it's only ten thousand words longer. Is it only really ten thousand words longer? I didn't notice that. Yes. Ah, oh. because it felt like I think it's because so much. Yeah, I was about to say like you packed in like so much that I I yeah. like couldn't tell. It's I know it it does. Aerie clocked in at about one hundred and forty nine k. Okay. Yeah. And, and Haven is about one hundred and sixty k. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And honestly, Aerie would be shorter if you got rid of all of the flashback chapters, which are a controversial point on the Goodreads. <laughs> so. Yeah, you either love them or you hate them. You love them or you hate them. Um, I thought, you got to see Bill as a baby. Come on. Yeah. When else are you going to see going to see Baby Bell? True. Not the cheese. <laughs> well, yes. In, in your local grocery store. Um, I mean, honestly, my feeling is if you are that kind of reader, then but you still really like the book, then you can skip those chapters and you can still know exactly what's going on. Yes, for the most so, part. Yeah. There's there's um like there's a, there's once in a while little hints or little like, ah, that that came back. Yeah. Um, but if you're that kind of reader, yeah. then you're not looking for those anyway. Right? True. So true. Whatever. Don't complain. Very true. Yeah. You could. Yes. I, I had people I I know that people have skipped them and does it kill me inside? Sure. But, <laughs> but I totally understand. People, I do. People go to people. <laughs> That's there's... well, and honestly, like when I was writing Haven, like there's only five flashback chapters. They're all pretty short. Um, even I was like, I don't have to want to write. Like they were the last things I wrote. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, I I can't stop. I can't. You stop had to write them. so much ground to cover, though. Like literally, yeah. literally thousands of miles. Yeah. They travel so far. They do. They do. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I just think, though, that, like, it's self-publishing, I think, generally, like, people have a kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, they have a very specific view of, mm -hmm. they're used to certain patterns, right, of how yes, things are published. Absolutely. And they, they don't think about how different books require different things and different mm -hmm. time between them. Like you, you were spoiled by all of the authors who publish a book every three months, right? Every two I months, know, every good month, God. right? Like you were spoiled by that. That is not normal. The normal is you get a book maybe once a year for an author. That is the traditional model. Um, yeah. And, and specifically with books like Airy and books like Haven, which are so research heavy, they are so long, they, they are, I mean, they it require so much like emotional investment because you are really like you are covering some stuff. Um, like I, I, three years between the books coming out is not unreasonable to me. <laughs> um, True. Well, I didn't write it all in 2021 because yeah. 2021 sucked. 
yes <laughs> personally um but yeah no i feel like we've all absolutely been spoiled especially by like ruby dixon mm-hmm. who i love so much and i wish i could write as prolifically as her yeah um like i just i i my brain does not wrap around no and it shouldn't if if that's if that's how, how? your brain works then that's then that's fine no and i'm just like even even if i you know was someone who was lucky enough to not need my office job um and I just devoted, you know, six to eight hours a day writing. Yeah. I still don't think no. I can do what Ruby Dixon does. And it's just to the benefit of us all. Yeah, I mean, it's a, <laughs> but... it's a different creative process for every single writer. Absolutely. And every single writer has different stamina and they have different requirements for what they need yes. to be able to write the things that you love. And some people need a lot more time to refill the well in between, you know, writing books or even even in between writing sessions, right? Um, Mm -hmm. so I don't, I I think that it's something to keep in mind that this model that we are used to on the internet is actually quite new and also not something that everyone can or should do. I think these books would have been much worse off if you had attempted to rush them out to fit some imaginary schedule that people think is good for the algorithm. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I get why people are impatient. But also, I think, like, maybe step into a bookstore and, and ask uh, about some, um, you know, some certain authors' books that they haven't put out in 20 years. That and uh, I do think, I, and some people, a lot of authors, before they even launch, they've written two or three books. Yes, because that's the, you know, the general advice think, is to front load it so mm-hmm. you can just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as they're coming out, you can be writing your next one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just to get too excited. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not really doing anything. Usually sitting on my computer, though. I will say, just because you finish, there's a really nice balance. You have to find the right balance for you between I finished and I want to share mm-hmm. it, and it needs to sit there and percolate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's pretty famous quotes out there by pretty well-known authors that you know, really good books often take five to seven years. Um. Which is certainly not the market no. right now. And if anyone wants to survive being an indie author, they do need to be publishing every couple of months. Yeah. Um, it's just there's no fathomable way for you to do it otherwise because the best your book is ever going to do is the first week. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it's crazy. Um, and do I wish I could just stay at home and write all the time? Yes, I do. Because I probably wouldn't be writing all the time. I would be on Instagram. Um, <laughs> Hang out with your cat. Yeah hanging out with the cat and then ideally you know i would i would just make it big and move to monterey and sit in my victorian in monterey and be best friends with sea otters and then write occasionally that would be the dream yeah that's you know not not reality right now um yeah i don't think any victorians are for sale right now. probably so. not and also moving <laughs> not close not to jet. moving close to the sea cliffs now does seem a little precarious but you know uh that's carmel we know we can't afford carmel we can never afford carmel <laughs> never can afford no carmel. one can afford carmel come on <laughs> fantasy oh, shit that's so nice it is nice but I carmel know. doesn't have um carmel doesn't have the aquarium which i have sullied it does not <laughs> those those poor jellyfish oh poor jellyfish they got I a free know. show <laughs> <laughs> very true Dep- it just depends on now for me 
<laughs> no, I very much enjoyed the. I was I was very determined to single handedly make sure you had enough pre order so that we Here's got the, that you not suitable for work art. Do you want to hear? I was, so we got like we were within like I think we had like five pre orders left before we were gonna hit the goal. Um, and honestly, I was at the point where I was like, okay, well, we're not going to make it. And I don't really have the time to, to spare to be drawing this anyway. So, like, this is fine. I'm not going to really advertise it. Like, this is, I don't want people to be disappointed. Too bad. And then, like, literally 24 hours before release, two people remembered the pre-order goal and started posting about it on Twitter and Instagram. And all of a sudden, they were like, I got messages like, how close are we? And I was like, well, now we're at two. They were like, okay. <laughs> Next thing I know, we had like far exceeded the goal. And I was like, well, shit. Now I actually have to follow through with my stupid promise that I made totally on a whim. We want the vampire dick. We did. And, and I I gave you the vampire dick in front of the moon yes. jelly tank at the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Yes. It was delightful. Thank you. Thank you. I sent that to my grandmother. So <laughs> good. Oh, good. My family saw it. Everyone's very proud of me. Uh, <laughs> An art degree well paid for. Truly. Well, here's the thing, Sarah. I dropped out of art school, so I don't even have a degree. Oh so it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Mine are just sitting there. They're not even paperweights. They just sit there. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, man. Well, I'm, I'm going to have conflicting feelings about that place for a while. <laughs> It came up a conversation at the bookshop yesterday, too. And I was like, my friend was like, oh, yeah, you know, my my sister and I, we love the moon jelly tank. And I was like, ah, hey. Hey. I just just wonder if anyone ever tagged you, um, like, and then tagged the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Someone did tag the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Oh, no. Yes, that did happen. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Mm. Um, Yeah. Uh, right up there with that that time that I tagged Carl the Fog um, in uh, <laughs> an ad for for uh, for fragile beings um, and told him that I wrote smut about him and he liked it. So, yeah, best best moment. Of my it can't life. be the weirdest thing that he's ever been absolutely tagged not. Me. Absolutely not. Uh, I don't think he read it, which makes me sad. But that's fine. That's fine. My, my goal is to write enough San Francisco, like niche San Francisco erotica that eventually um, I, they will be forced to feature me in the SF Chronicle. <laughs> I mean, indie romance is, is a hot topic in journal. journal. Um, what else are they fucking talking about? I mean, also, we don't have a lot of people writing about San Francisco. So, like, it's not no. a deep bench, y'all. I'm here. No. And not to mention, too, like... Yeah, it's weird. I, I think that was one of the reasons why I was, I mean, aside from it being three delightful stories in Fragile Beings and the writing being phenomenal, um, you know, that it was in Northern California. For California being the biggest and most populated state, don't come at me, Alaska. Um, no one likes Alaska, it's fine. <laughs> I think actually Texas is geographically bigger too, but whatever. Um, Not a whole lot to say here. Not a whole lot. Like, and it, I, yeah, like, why are all these romance novels set in, like, Louisiana? Or, like, <laughs> LA, which is objectively one of the worst cities in California. And I'm, and I'll go to my fucking grave with that, man. I think most people in LA would agree yeah. with you. Most people in LA wish they lived in San Diego. LA is garbage. <laughs> LA is terrible. Um, LA and Sacramento, horrid. 
Well, and then bottom of the fucking barrel there, Bakersfield, Fresno, Redding, those places. I really love, and this is also very California niche, um, right, the argument comes up every couple years, like, California should split into North and Uh South, um, as if the Fed would ever let us do that, which they wouldn't. Um, And in this, you know, you see all these people, like, the maps being drawn, Mm -hmm. And just the ping-ponging of Bakersfield. No one like, wants Bakersfield. No, no, you Northern California, you take it. We're like, fuck it's no. It's not Northern it. it's California. California. It's Central I know, California. They give it to no us. one wants it. It's the armpit <laughs> of California. It's terrible. You pass it's through terrible. there to go to like other places. You don't stop. Don't ever stop in Bakersfield or Fresno. It smells. It smells weird, and there's nothing to see. People are and weird. it's literally sinking. People are weird. <laughs> it's all weird. Don't do it. Don't ever go there. Don't do it. Not gonna. We said what we said. Yes, I do like yeah. casually shading other places in, in my books, though. Like I don't know if you've ever read my glossary, but I do. I do dunk on Florida in my glossary at one point. I mean, yeah. Florida knows. Florida knows. Florida knows. Yeah. yeah, I have a couple of friends who live in Florida, and every time I I talk to them and I dunk on Florida, they go, "Yeah, yeah, we know." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoy true crime. I don't know why. Because um, I'm, I'm just that girl who enjoys romance and true crime. So I guess, like, the falling in love and the why you need to make sure it's the right person. Yep, yep, yep. Sort of thing. I will always know how many life insurance policies are out on me. Uh, <laughs> and if there's a new one, someone's planning to kill me. Wow. <laughs> always know how many life insurance policies are out on you sure. and for how much. Um, and I was just watching one earlier today, and it's like the floor... Florabama, so it's it's supposed to be about like the border between Florida uh-huh. and Alabama, but just like all the crimes, and there's even an oxygen one called like the Florida Man Murders, and they're just all ridiculous because it's Florida. Yeah, 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 man. And shockingly, the Gators didn't do it, like in any of them. The Gators never. <laughs> like, they, I, they pick I up the scraps, <laughs> and that's about it. I know. Actually, I just, I just... I'm I'm thinking now. I I just remembered. Uh, that the one of the villains in uh, Courtship's Conquest is from Florida. That checks out. Yeah, yeah. I just remember mm-hmm. that I did that. <laughs> I completely mm-hmm. forgot that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, yeah, I, yeah. Just I'm always shocked with how large California is population wise, and how varied, honestly, the state is, like geographically. I, um, I wondered when I was reading too, because you know, obviously, we talked about this before you and I, but like, I was wondering. If the the your map your world it mm-hmm. felt to me like it was California, what? <laughs> what? <It is>. <laughs> what? <laughs> like we had the Sierras, we had like we have like the desert area, like the way you were describing. I was like, that's just this is just places in California. I definitely envision the sort of capital area in the south, very you know with all the vineyards. It mm-hmm. very much feels like Napa. Yeah, to me. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, one hundred percent and. The, the north where, you know, she has to go serve out and where Belle has been in prison, um, I did take sort of, like, Scandinavian. Mm-hmm. Like, the names are, like... Fjernholm. Yeah. They're, they're, they're northern, yeah. northern sounding. Um, I don't know where I got the avian names. Just, like, the madness of my brain, I guess. Um, a lot of vowels. Usually I just... A lot of vowels. I honestly just pick words that I sound nice yeah. to me. Fair enough. I on this is probably gonna ruin it for everyone. Um, his last name, so his family is the Adirons. Adirons. Um, it's mostly because I like the word Adirondack. <laughs> I love it. I just really like that I word. Love it. I just 
Yeah. Just, they're named after chairs and or mountains. I, I mean, I do a similar thing where I just kind of go with like, okay, here's my starting point, like with the dragons and stuff. Like they're, they're for the dragons in the United States, most of the dragons are Eastern European, specifically Estonian. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or at least that's the, the culture that they have kind of adopted um, in the United States. We're not talking about the dragons in Europe. That's different. Um, that's different. But so I start there. I'm like, okay, like, what do I, how do I integrate, like, from a, from, I need to name something. Okay, start with Estonian. And then I'll go, like, okay, but what's, what's funny? (laughs) What can I, what can I make a joke out of for Abigail? Uh, Like the idea of, uh, it's, it's called the, the Dracon Reek, right? Which is like the the, the dragon territory in the United States. But they shorten it simply to the Reek, (laughs) which is really funny to me. no one else cares but it makes me laugh so oh yeah i was pronouncing it rick nope it's reek this is just rick it's the reek <laughs> i it's like reek Dragon reek uh it means land it means dragon land it's very self-explanatory yeah i really enjoy i learned this recently that um so i'm sure you've heard of it the da vinci code by dan brown what um <laughs> What that that little that little book the, the, that made uh, no waves little uh, indie indie book yeah yeah I heard about uh-huh. it yeah yeah didn't do that well um and <laughs> right so one of the antagonists is Cardinal Ring- Ringarosa yeah uh, <laughs> I learned recently that a rough translation from Italian that name means red herring. <laughs> so fucking good so anyone who spoke italian so was just good. like what the fuck so fucking good man that's it i love it like dan brown that's of, of all the research and like yeah. weird little fun theories love of it. naming your one protagonist uh, antagonist red herring red herring so is good. just like oh. mm. i mean i i do shit like i what makes me giggles when i named the m lev because because mm-hmm. it's because it's they're called maglevs in our, but it's magic, so it's a, it's an emblem. And I thought that was fucking hilarious. And then I put that in my Discord, and everyone's like, "Uh huh, Abigail." And I was like, oh. "But it's funny. but it's funny, <laughs> but it's really funny." <laughs> I did a <laughs> I did it for the book box. I got some stuff, some stuff stuff, and uh-huh. I had to I had to um make a a jeweler and uh and i i had to make up one for for stuff that goes in and um i i thought of a really funny niche historical joke and then i realized that the really funny niche historical joke actually i could get sued for because the thing that i was basing it on still exists so i had to change it to be similar but not it exactly um and i realized that i literally at that point the joke had become so diluted that i don't think anyone will ever get it on their own and if they do they're foaming at the mouth crazy people <laughs> so like uh, which will be fun on its own but yes the inside jokes you have to do things just for you because at a certain point most of the time no one else no one else no no, no. and uh let's see what else i did um so her her parents have their academy their night academy yes. at linden fair mm-hmm. which is very much just um because a lot of the knighthoods and like aesthetics i take from high middle ages mm-hmm. um and old english i'm gonna butcher the lindisfarne lindisfarne where the vikings landed mm-hmm. yeah maybe i got there i got there we got there yeah, yeah. 
And I think th their last name, Moncare, is, you know, very, like, in the same vein as the British royal families, the Montbattens. Mm -hmm. So very much that sort of um, <clears throat> Norman. Yeah. Like, Normandy and that sort of vibe. Yeah. So, like, northern France and... You have yeah. to, like, y you can't do it one for one. You can't just, like, take things, right? But you also can't, like, just come up with stuff from nothing, usually. Like, that's not how our brains work. So I, no, I find it interesting really to find, th like, the, the pivot points where yeah. you, like, you put your pin down and you said, okay, now from there I'm going to kind of move my string around to see what I can find. Yes, my, I personally really love just no fairly normal names spelled in a very pretentious way. Yes. It's very fun. <laughs> like Madalena yeah. or... It's Al Alex's full name is Al actually Alexandri, but it's Alexandra, but spelled. You but fun. you put the R before the E, and so it's fancy. Yeah, yeah, and it, it does also like I I think of it as Alexandri. Um, but like Alex with an I makes sense to me for her. She's not Alex with an E because that's too normal. She's an Alex. She's Alex with an I. X. Alex. Yes. Because it's fun. Also, you gotta kind of um, bare your teeth a little when you say Alex. That's yes. very, that's very her. Love her. Yes. And I like A names. I don't know why. As somebody with an A name, I can they're tell good, you. They're good. It's a good name. It's a good, it's a good letter. Old men like are weird about my name. Why? Um, because <laughs> memories. <laughs> every time, no, every time I give them, well, not every time, but like happens more often than you'd think. I say, people are like, what's your name and i'm like abigail and they go oh she was a good wife <laughs> and i'm like don't she was my second favorite wife <laughs> well she was david's third wife from the bible so true they um a lot of times after that i get are you married no well then you're still waiting for your david i'm like please stop talking please stop talking i'm so uncomfortable yes it's it's uh, it's it's not an unusual interaction for me to have, which is hilarious. That's so weird. It's terrible. So someone also with a Old Testament name. I never. Though I do think all Sarahs know that it means princess. Yeah. I, I challenge you to find any Sarah who does not know that in Old Hebrew it is princess. I think my <laughs> my name is like Father's Joy or something like that. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah, lots to unpack there. Uh, but it's interesting too that Abigail isn't. It's I don't know that it. It's just because of how it's come down spelled. Is right G A I L. Mm -hmm. I wonder if at one point it was A E L. Um, to go along with like the other. It might have been. E L names. It might have been. I mean, you know, yeah. It's like it gets changed so much, and like there's no set uh, spelling. But it was, you know, for for many hundreds of years, Abigail literally meant servant. Um. Oh, so yeah, so basically, <laughs> I, I don't know if it is connected to the story from the Bible, but one of the reasons Abigail is known as a good wife is because she served David, um, and she was like a very like she I don't know the whole story or I can't remember it all right now, but like basically she did some good stuff that got David out of trouble and like you know was good to guess and stuff like that, whatever. Um, classic Bible shit. Doing all the work. Yes, doing uh -huh. all of the work, right, for her uh -huh. shitty husband. Um, mm. and uh, so for for many 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 years. You can go back, in, particularly in England, and if somebody mentions having an Abigail, it means that they had, like, a serving maid. That was their personal maid. Um, I think even in 
even in Pamela, which is uh, one of my, my favorite books of all time, um, absolutely absurd book, uh, it, it is mentioned that um, I think um, what's his face, the hero of the book, <laughs> you can call him that, um, he, his mother at one time had an Abigail. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's it's so it's a weird, weird name to have. I love my name, but nobody knows that fact, which is crazy to me because it was so ubiquitous. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, yes. So if you and it's like a really popular like it's a handful of names that I very much associate with like the revolutionary. Yes, era. yes. Which like, is interesting. Like, how did it go from name mm-hmm. to servant to name again? Because I feel like mm-hmm. you it, honestly probably like rich women had it. Like, well, but that's the thing. You know, well, that's like, what I'm wondering. Like, because it went from name to servant, how did it go right. back to being a name for rich women? Like, right. like what rich mom was like? I'm gonna name my yeah. kid after a serving maid. After yeah. not even like I'm a name name, my kid name butler. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> uh, very interesting. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's all wild. Names are wild, and picky names is hard. But your name, yeah. your names were good, so it's fine. Everything's fine. Thank you. Yes, I like them. Speaking of good names, Sarah, here at the end of this podcast. Do you have things you want to plug? I would just, I, we didn't really get to talk about Haven that well, much. Well, that's but good I guess that's because okay it's spoilers. Because that's, no, not spoilers. Spoilers. You need to go read what happened. That was we deliberate. for you. I'm not going to spoil it. Book just came out. People got to have time to read it. Yeah. Not to mention like, well, I do, I guess I could plug. I just announced a giveaway. Ooh. Uh, the Haven giveaway. Just started it today. It's going to run for a week. Um, two, you could win signed copy of Aerie and Haven when I get my little hands on it. Um, so there's that. And then I still need to run my um, 1K giveaway. I reached 100... 100,000? 100, no, 1,000 followers on Instagram a while ago. And I, I promised I was going to run a giveaway. Um, and I now am. So there are going to be two giveaways in this next week. All right. Cool. Yeah. And then so Haven's still going strong. And then I'm really hoping to get out... Um, I wrote a novella for an anthology mid last year. Mm. That was the I Am the Fire anthology. We raised almost $3,000 for the National Network of Abortion Fund. Hell yeah. That one. Yeah, that was great. Um, getting the rights back on that. Going to do my director's cut because you better believe I had to cut 10K words mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> to get to the word limit. Mm-hmm. Shocked. Absolutely no one. Yeah. Um, and then just going to write a bunch of fluffy epilogues because right now I know you, you know, you're disparaging yourself for writing 30k words of, of nothingness and that sounds delightful to me because that's what I'm gonna do for my epilogues it's gonna be you know I'm probably gonna double the size yeah because I'm just gonna write a bunch of epilogues they're just gonna be great yeah you sometimes you, think about you need a little fluff you do need a little fluff I mean you need fluff I, I I have like books that are are work and then I have books that are break for me and so like right now I'm in a the break because I'm writing yes. something that is low stakes not a lot of intellectual thought, you know, effort going into figuring out what exactly is going to happen between Vale and Hele. It's fine. I know. It's fine. Will, but will they bone? But will they bone? Will they bone? Spoilers. Yes, they will. Um, oh, goody. Yes. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very, like, as much as it is still effort to write, but it's like, if, if there are things that on a scale of, like, how hard it is to do... You got to have some things that are just kind of coasting. This is me coasting. And then I'm going to coast right into writing book three, which is going to be so much. So I need to. It's fine. Well, in Courtship's Conquest sounds pretty like 
I don't know how much plot is happening, but the characters sound very much like they've got things going. That on, one was so. a that one was a lot to write. That one was really hard to write. Um, the yeah, that one was very hard. I was also like deeply anxious the entire time I was writing it because I'm still 100 percent certain that everyone's gonna hate it. Um, so like I'm I'm feeling some ways about it. I'm like, oh, everyone, not even that they're gonna hate the writing, that they're gonna hate the characters. <laughs> so I'm like. I feel that a lot of times people write, like, it sounds, Camille sounds like she's going to be one of those, like, not immediately likable characters. You know? And I think that's fine for a woman character. I don't need to like her immediately. That's what's, that's what's interesting is that's what I was really, really worried about. And the feedback I've gotten is that everyone is immediately feral for Cammy, and they're really, really pissed at Victor, which I did not anticipate. Mm-hmm. Um to be fair, I feel like most girls will take the girls' side in a breakup. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. if it was her fault, I'd be like, yeah, she was right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Solidarity. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to be like, I know she's flawed and she's Fuck mean him. and she's growly, but honestly, she can do better. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, he's it's... coyote, why not wolf? Exactly. Uh, like, there are bigger dogs. <laughs> it's true. It's true. He's, he's just a little scrappy coyote. You could do better, Cammy. And I mean, that's kind of the plot of the book. Um, so. It sounds delightful. Yes. I'm very excited. And there's also a, 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 an assassination plot as well, because, you know. <gasps> you know, I love a good assassination plot. Mm hmm. Yes. Um, no spoilers. But yeah, so it, I that one, that I needed like rest books, which is why pretty much I wrote uh, Empire after that, where I was like, now I need something gentle. <laughs> and so I wrote, <laughs> so I wrote a brutal vampire daddy assassin. <laughs> yes. Just living his best domestic life. He is. He's just like. I love it so much. It's a, what a weird book that was. I was like, it's no one's going to Honestly, this. that's the life I want. I just want a nice vineyard house manor. Yes. With a staff. That sounds delightful. Uh, and my family worked in Empire Mine. So the I, I love the oh. idea of uh, <laughs> reclaiming that that uh, <laughs> now state park as as uh, vampire bone zone. Uh, makes me makes me feel good. <laughs> to make up for all the horrible placer mining that yes. went on in there. Yes. And having to eat pasties in the dark. Mm. Yeah. Good times. Good good family memories. Good generational trauma. Uh, I agree. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm really looking forward to the novella. I think I'm gonna attempt to do two publications. <gasps> Well, actually, I guess it will be three technically this year, but I just really associate Haven with 2022 because that's when I wrote the vast majority. Yeah. Of it. Um, uh, in October, really hoping to do another high fantasy, but it's going to be an orc romance. Love it. We love orcs. I know. Yeah. I know. And it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a ro- like just fantasy road trip. Love that's it. It's going to be the two characters getting somewhere falling in love while doing it that's it that's all you need doing to get me baby locales like it sounds delightful that's all i need like yeah. and i just it's that carrot i've been dangling in front of myself you have to have like, those you have, you to, have, have to have it like you can't you can't look at it too much yeah you can't like focus on it but you can think about it once in a while but you can't write it yeah that's that's me with like the the merman book that's like hanging mm-hmm. in front of me like okay if i get book three done then I can start working on a merman book, and that's going to be 
nonsensical and completely unattached to everything else. So you can just do whatever you want. Um, but to get there, you have to do the work. You got to do the work. <laughs> so I'm with you. He's almost shiny and sparkly and delightful. Yeah. Yeah, and I was really pissed. I went to Hawaii and was not seduced by a merman. Well, I know. I know. It's tough. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't necessarily want to be seduced by a merman in San Francisco, though, which is where it will take place because the water is very cold. That and, like, God knows what's in that water. Sharks. <laughs> Sharks is <laughs> in that water. Yeah. And orcs. And orcas, not orcs. Orcas, yes. <laughs> maybe orcs. Right, maybe swimming maybe. orcs. Who knows? Uh, orcas. A, a very uh, a risk-happy orc is the one just <laughs> swimming swimming in there. Just yeah. doing, you know, a little speedo. A little, little <laughs> speedo. I don't hate Doing the a free image. swim across. I don't hate it. I can, I can see someone in your universe doing that. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure people do. Yeah. I'm fucking, people do it now. Not me. I know, crazy people. Never me. Not me. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Well, I guess I also need to plug my things um, to end this. Yes, please do. I have we things. We want to hear all about it. I have you things. You do have things, and I'm rabid for them. I have. I actually, hey, hey, just this past couple of hours, I put up the pre-order for Strike on Amazon. <gasps> so. It's... Well, now I'm just, <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, just... <laughs> Go. Well, I need to. Run, don't you know, walk. I still, need to, I still need to finish. It's fine. Um, but. <laughs> I put the haven pre-order up in september <laughs> yeah i know well I, yeah that was luckily i'm like i'm about like halfway done more than halfway done I'm like two-thirds done um it's not very long it's like 40k so it's not a big deal but you can do that you can pre-order that you can also get empire you can get concerts glory you can get um my other one fragile beings there we go we got there it's gonna get a lot harder <laughs> as, they, as i go <laughs> uh, i have no memory <laughs> After that launch, I have no short-term no, memory. No, I have none. I'm like, I wrote things. I know I wrote things. I don't I don't remember anymore. Um, you can also pre-order Courtship's Conquest. That comes out very soon. Comes out March 28th. Yay! Oh my gosh, it's so soon. Yeah. Yeah, it really, it really crept up on me, friend. It really crept up on me, this one. Uh, I I've, I've, I guess also because I'm so nervous about it that I like don't think mm. about it, right? Like, I'm like, oh, I was, cannot see, cannot hear. Amazing. Um, Yes, and then I'm working on as soon as I finish the cover for book three, I will I will post the synopsis publicly. Um, I know I'm dying to know who the main characters are. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I think yep. it's gonna be amazing. I think it's not gonna be who everyone wants it to be because you like <laughs> to torture people. Oh, I, you derive pleasure from it. The torture is <laughs> like a sociopath. Yeah, well, it is true. It is true. I I I, I absolutely do not. Um, uh i i do not try and pretend otherwise i love to torture um because i torture myself because i I want to read these books but to read them i have to write them so if i have to torture me you have to torture from me so (laughs) fair enough yeah um but yes you can get those books you can you know check out the links in the show notes as well as sarah's links will all be below as well um for all the things you should read airy you should read haven you should do these things. They're very, very good. If you love fantasy, if you love romance, if you love big boys with big wings. I can just hold you tight. Yeah. Down comfort. Yeah, it's always warm and fluffy. Exactly. And he's just there to like, he's he's just there to be her support. He just, he, that's he's it. just a simp. He's just like, you, like, you're great. I love my warrior wife and I'm here to, to, to help her in any way I can. And I love yeah. that energy. Wait, have we talked about what my wife is doing lately? 
do you know how cool my wife is she's a knight like, so she's a knight mm. i'm like a prince or whatever but like we don't care about that <laughs> don't worry about it there's so many of those running around in this book yeah. who even cares <laughs> i'm not even the first prince she slept with well, isn't no. she amazing <laughs> not even the first blonde person she no <laughs> first one with wings though so he does have that yeah but i you should it's more important to be the last right it's true he did yeah he did win he won he did win he did win <laughs> wow you know, uh, Aaron or whatever his name is, Arian, Aaron, the... Arian, Arian, yeah. yeah, he um he doesn't have wings, so he was never gonna win. No, Mm-mm. he's got a winning personality, but you know, it and that's about wings. it. Unfortunately, bad in laws, lot of baggage. I'm sure he has a very nice dick. Like, yeah, I haven't thought I mean, about Le- it too much. Lena but... wouldn't 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 uh, gone to he his bed. He knows how to get the job done. She wouldn't. She wouldn't. She would make sure he knows yes. how to do it. <laughs> so... Love her. We love Lena. Um, all right. So this is the end of the podcast. You should check out all of the things. You should check the links. You should do the uh, read the books and and get the books and do the books and be the books and have the books. <laughs> I'm a professional podcaster. <laughs> yes, be a book. Be the book. Uh lay flat and still and mm-hmm. have people pile things on you like mugs yes. and snacks. That's how I use my books. Yes. And that's why I don't get the fancy copies. Or look pretty on a shelf. Yeah, I can't do that. I spilled a bunch of sauce on my books recently, I had a whole big stack of books, and I spilled a bunch of uh, uh, garlic sauce on my books, and now my books are covered in sticky garlic sauce, and my whole room is sticky, and I'm, I still haven't reckoned with that, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Emotionally, I can't face that, so I've, I've been putting right. it off. Especially since, like, scent is, like, one of the main memories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Recall, so you will just, the garlic, waft of garlic. Yes, every time I open up. you remember that mistake. My, yeah, it's rough, man. It's rough. Anyway, uh... You should you should do all the things and click all the links and buy all the books so that I can buy new books to replace the books that I covered in garlic sauce. There we go. <laughs> there. Exactly. Yeah. Buy the book so Abigail can buy more books and buy the books so that I can support my cat's fancy feast lifestyle. And also so you can get that house in Monterey. Exactly. They are cheap. Yes. They're not. <laughs> I just want to be friends with sea otters. <laughs> well, we can make that happen. We can do that. I want to. All right. I want, I want we'll it. work on it. <laughs> All right, everybody, catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. Kingdom of Thirst is a member of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find all of our episodes and tons of new podcasts to listen to at frolic.media slash podcasts.